Well, I'm going to try to get past my mourning period. Because mm. uh, we lost him. Lost him. Beto. Mm. Such high hopes. Oh, such dreams. You know, I think it's only appropriate uh, at this moment to say what we're all thinking. And that is, man, if Beto's coming back to Texas, <laughs> I need to sell my house. So <laughs> realestateagentsitrust.com are the people that you can, uh, you can trust to sell your house or to uh, help you find the next one or both. They show a very high sense of urgency. They respond to every inquiry in minutes. Not in hours. They show professional conduct. They return the phone calls. They do what they say they're supposed to do. And they have a long track record of success. There's no part-time agents or agents with poor history. These are the best of the best that will help you sell your house on time and for the most amount of money. Get moving now with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust. Oh, my gosh. I'm still thinking about Beto, and it hurts so bad. realestateagentsitrust.com. of entertainment and enlightenment. I have good news and bad news. You're going to have to figure out which is which. Kanye and his Sunday services and Beto dropping out. (laughs) One makes me weep. The other one makes me weep for joy. You're just going to have to figure out which is which. We go there in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Ever seen those signs on shipping containers? <clears throat> Precious cargo? Your house is like one of those shipping containers, and the cargo on board is the most precious thing that there is. You and your family, their safety, should be the number one priority in your life. So, uh, why not avail yourself to the best money can buy in terms of state-of-the-art technology and first-rate customer service? Simply Safe has garnered well-earned reputation in their home security business for their contract-free, no-nonsense approach. Their equipment is top of the line and almost invisible. $15 a month, and you can cover every vulnerable area inside and outside of your home with full-time security. It's keeping your precious car- cargo safe. Simply Safe has a huge deal going on right now. Go to simplysafebeck.com, get a free HD security camera when you order. It's a $100 value, and you'll have eyes on your home 24-7 and video evidence if someone tries to get in. So get your free HD security camera now at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. So um, we're going to get to Beto here in a second because the morning is, I mean, this, this morning spelled with a U. We're all in mourning for Beto. Mm. So much promise, so much talent, so much bullcrap, and it's all gone. All gone. We lost him, Pat. I know. It hurts. It does. It Deep, hurts. Deeply, doesn't it? Yes. It's like a scar that will never heal. Never. Oh, wait a minute. Mine just healed. Wow. Wow. Okay. Huh. You know what it might be? You know what it might be? What Kanye, might it be? Kanye. Kanye. Healing the world. Oh, wow. Yeah. Could be. Could be. I huh. want to say something to you sincerely. 
have you been watching what's happening with his Sunday services? Not closely. Not <laughs> maybe not as closely as I should be. Sure, you know. Sure. Are you? Uh, have you? Have you listened to his new? His new album. His new album. Jesus is King. Yes. I, I've been trying to get to it. <laughs> um, Right? There's just been so many albums in front of it. Really? Like, what could possibly be in front of that? Oh, gosh. The Chipmunks' greatest hits. (laughs) Really? Uh, Oh, that's that's out. That's That's out. out. I I forgot about that one. Yeah, Yeah, that's out. So so I listened to it, and um, (laughs) now this may come as a shock to many in the audience, but I'm I'm not exactly down with rap. Stop it. Yes. Yes, I'm not. Stop it. I'm not. I don't even like Christmas wrapping. I don't do it. I don't do it. Um, so huh. I, so I, I, I decided to listen to the uh, uh, to the album, and I have to tell you, uh, surprisingly, terrific. I still don't like it. I, what? I still that is don't surprising. Like it. Yeah, that's still, in fact, that's shocking. Yeah, to me. still don't like it. Still huh. don't like it. Uh, but I want to play something for you. I just want to okay. play. I just want you to listen to this now. Do not, if you're not a fan of rap, which I'm not, uh-huh. try really hard not to just go, "Wow, I hate that." Just okay. Listen to the words here for a second. Go ahead, play this. Jesus, flow through us. Jesus, heal the bruises. Jesus, clean the music. Jesus, please use us. Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please forgive. Jesus, please reveal. Jesus, give us strength. Jesus, make us well. Jesus, help us live. Jesus, give us wealth. Jesus is our safe. Jesus is our rock. Jesus, give us grace. Jesus, keep us safe. Clean us like the rain and spring. Take the chlorine out of conversation. Okay. Mm. Uh, mm. Wow. Now, I think Pat and I are going to go in a different direction here. <laughs> so go ahead, Pat. Well, I was just going to say that I need to... Big fork in the road I need to right spend now. some time with that. You know, like Dark Side of the Moon with Pink yeah, Floyd. Like, yeah. We used to listen to that. And, yeah. And yeah. just really try to get into the deep, subtle nuances of that, right. of that album. Right. And See, I think I don't it's think, the same here. Right. I don't think there's uh, anything <laughs> subtle here. <laughs> I don't think there's don't anything think so? subtle here. Huh. No, no. I think this huh. culturally is like a sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. Uh, dare I say it? I think the awakening is here. I think the third great awakening is here. The third grade awakening? Great. Oh, okay, because I thought the grade. lyrics were kind of like maybe a third grade level, but no. Right. No, you're saying great. Wow. Wow. Okay. wow. All right, no. Wow, you're... no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I, I, I asked you not to, you know, judge. You did. The, yes. yes. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. asking you, this is Kim Kardashian's husband. Right, that's true. Who is yes. saying... Jesus, help us. Jesus, heal us. Yeah. Jesus, change our conversation. Clean our words like chlorine. Jesus, help us. Um, mm. This could be a big deal. Um, I think, I th- A, I think it's real. I oh, was I do too. I think I it's too. absolutely real. Yeah. Uh, and l- let, me give you, let me give you this. This is building uh, over a thousand 
committed their lives to Christ on Kanye West's Sunday service in Baton Rouge. Now listen to this. Uh, tonight, I got to experience Kanye West's Sunday service at Bethany Church in Baton Rouge. If you ever doubted the legitimacy or spiritual impact of this Sunday service project, simply look to this incredible shot taken, uh, blah, 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 during the altar call. Yes, I said altar call. Tonight, worship was lifted in the name of Christ was exalted. The word of God was preached and the multitude prayed together. The gospel was clearly proclaimed and an opportunity to respond was given in a crowd of 6,000 people from all walks of life, ages and races. I witnessed over a thousand people respond to the gospel by raising their hands to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Say what you want and think what you want. But trust me when I tell you the spirit of the living God was indeed present. We danced, we wept, we stood in awe of God's redemptive work. And I can honestly say tonight that I witnessed a new wave of revival firsthand. Isaiah, behold, I do a new thing. Corinthians, but God chose the the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. I think this is the beginning. There is a, there, there is, and I'm seeing it everywhere. I was in Salt Lake City this weekend, and I, I was uh, out for their fundraiser uh, for OUR, Operation Underground Railroad. They've just saved their 3,000th slave, um, and it, it is picking up exponentially. I think they saved 1,100 slaves this year, um, and there was a feeling in that room that was was unlike anything I have felt in a while. Um, we are working on something that I hope to be able to announce in the next four weeks or so. Before Christmas, I really want to announce it. Um, where we're going to do this thing this summer. But it is uh, restoring the covenant. And we're looking to put it at a place that has deep and profound meaning in the country. And uh, we just have to lock it in here in the next couple of weeks. But we are a covenant nation. And until we turn back to him and say, okay, sorry, sorry, help heal us and help put us back on the right track. But this is the beginning. You remember, Pat, uh, because both of us hated the 60s. Would you agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And hated the 60s music uh f- mm-hmm. f- for the most part because it was all hippie crap um however there was a moment that the beatles i think really kind of hit first um where it was about love and and real love and then it turned to jesus and there was this jesus moment in the 19 early 1970s late 1960s 1969 was the breaking point, and it happened at Altamont. And the left and this progressive evil that was sweeping the the world, not just America, sweeping the world, they hit Altamont, and that was just a night of death and destruction, and lo and behold, in San Francisco, and it just fell apart from there. People repelled from it. And there was this Jesus movement that started. And you'll remember some of the songs from the uh, 
from the 1970s because Jesus became a thing again. But it wasn't a church Jesus. It was just Jesus. And it healed us for a little while and kind of put us back on the track of recovery. I think it's happening now, and I think Kanye is leading the way. Mm. And if that isn't, if that's what, you know, people were saying, you know, about um, uh, Donald Trump, that, you know, he was going to be used by the Lord. I think, you know, the Lord uses everything, good and bad. There is no waste with him. However, I think what you're seeing with Kanye, where he was kind of a broken man. I mean, he was snapped in half, and now he's walked away from He says he's not going to perform any of his old music ever again. Oh, wow. I hadn't heard him say that. Oh, yeah. He just said it, I think, this weekend or, or last week. Wow. He said, I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm not going to perform any of my old music ever again. That's really something. That is remarkable. That's remarkable. Here's a guy who is walking away from all of the stuff. Because if you listen to any of his old music, it's filthy. It's just filthy. Look at the good this guy is doing now. We've been waiting for it. And it maybe this isn't it. But it sure looks like the beginning of the Third Great Awakening. I think you're seeing it everywhere. I really do. I think people are starting to wake up. I think they're being, they're they're sick of it. They're just sick of it. All right. We encounter heroes every day. They're at the grocery store on our drive to work. They're even at the post office. Without a doubt, our veterans are heroes and they are all around us. They're heroes because like all responsibly armed citizens, they've been willing to take up arms against the sea of woes and troubles. The USCCA supports and honors all American heroes. This month, take advantage of a limited-time opportunity to protect like the best and win 19 free chances to win a 1000 bucks for a military gun of your choice. <gasps> oh, no. You could own the, the same gun that's carried by the U.S. Army, Special Forces, Marine Corps, or Coast Guard. All you have to do is text the word BECK to the number 87222 for your 19 free chances to win and reveal some of the incredible guns that could be yours. 100% secure. Confirmation text is going to be sent. Just text BECK to the number 87222 and claim your entries right now. You're going to want to hurry because the offer ends November 30th, but text BECK, B-E-C-K, to the number 87222. BECK. The number again, 87222. For more information, go to protectanddefend.com. Standard message and data rates do apply. We break for 10 seconds. Station ID. Did, did you see that, um, did you see that uh, he did his Sunday service worship this Sunday in Cody, Wyoming? Uh, at the Buffalo Bill Center. Now, my, I have family that lives in Cody, Wyoming. There's about three people that live in Cody, Cody Wyoming. They had 4,000 people show up uh, this weekend for his Sunday service. Let me go to Jennifer in Ohio. Hello, Jennifer. Hello. Hi, how are you? 
Oh, my goodness, Mr. Beck, you have no idea. This is almost like a bucket list moment for me to talk <laughs> to my hero. You need a bigger you bucket. You have no idea thank how you. much of an impact you have made on our family wow. in Ohio. So thank you. Thank massive, you. massive. Um, I'm, I'm just calling in. I'm, I, we had Kanye come to Dayton, Ohio, after Oregon, um, the Oregon District shootings in August. And I've never been an, a listener to Kanye. I've never... Um, you know, bought any of his albums. It was absolutely one of the most amazing things that we had ever witnessed. It was unbelievable. The spirit mm. in the crowd, the um, energy um, throughout, no profanities, children everywhere. But it was a, a, a moment of unity, more so than the Dave Chappelle concert that was held that evening. And um, anyway, it, it, it was it was astonishing to me. I, I never would have ever anticipated yeah, having it, that kind of a response. It is amazing because it's bringing groups of people together that society is saying don't belong together. You shouldn't stand together. You know, it's being bring, you know, all races together, all incomes together. And uh, and it's it's God. It's really, truly God that is uh, at the center of it, which is phenomenal. Just phenomenal. I'm glad you experienced it, Jennifer, and thank you so much for, for calling. Thank you. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> and then, at the same time, we lose Beto. Yeah. Right. I mean... It's a confusing time. What do we... <laughs> <laughs> What do you make really of it? What do you I don't, make of it? Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> wow. You know, when you see God stand up and then mm-hmm. and then Beto and you're like, wait, mm-hmm. where there is no God, maybe. <laughs> Beto drops out. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't be happier about Beto. About Beto yeah, being gone. Yeah. 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 I couldn't be happy. Well, I mean, I would have been happier if he would if the Democrats were like, oh, he's the guy. That would have actually made me happy. Yes. Because <laughs> that guy would be easy, really super, super easy to beat. I don't think I've ever seen such an empty suit go so far. He has, he doesn't have anything he believes in. He doesn't believe in anything. Yeah. And he just got as, as extreme as he possibly could, I think, to get some kind of momentum back. And it didn't give him any momentum back because Americans aren't okay with you saying, Hell yes, I'm going to take your AR-15 from you. That's not okay. I think even with a lot of Democrats, that's not okay. We still believe in the Second Amendment, so you're not going to... No, you're not going to take our our guns from us. Is it that, or is it they just know that he was just pandering and didn't believe anything? Could be a little of both, yeah. Yeah, because I just... I, I mean, he started his campaign with the most unbelievable statement I've ever heard. Tell me who you want me to be, because I'll be who you need me to be. Yeah, that... What? And the uh, I was born to do this kind of thing, I think, turned a lot of people off. I was born to do I this? Was, I was born to do this. Well, Hillary just said that she feels that she is. She was born to be she president. She was born to be president. Yeah. They're Did, both fr- kind of frightening. Is that? They're both kind of frightening. How do you think it will work out a second time? With Hillary? I mean, yeah. It'd actually Hillary be the third. Again. This would be the third time. What do you mean? If she jumps into the race. Is no, no, no. About? I mean, actually running. If I mean, I, I mean, she's the candidate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
So her against Trump a second time it works less than it did the first time. Her against Trump. I, she gets crushed, I think. I mean, I, I, the, it would be amazing to hear the Democrats all of a sudden turn back towards her. After they've trashed her and trashed her, now they're going to turn back towards her? That's insane. Well, there was just a poll she's done over the weekend. Biden. She, she's almost tied with him right now, depending on what poll you look at. One I saw had Biden at, eight, at 19, she was at 18, if she were to get into the race right now. I, that's amazing, considering uh, she kind of wore out her welcome last time. Now you're going to welcome her back? And I think it's because the field is so bad. These are such crappy candidates. Where else do they have to turn? Did you see, uh, what's his name, the um, uh, Woody Allen's stepson, Mia Farrow's Yeah, son, Ronan Farrow. Rowan Farrow. Mm-hmm. Did you see what he said? He was on Joe Rogan, maybe? And he said, yeah, I think it's time we go and really listen to Juanita Broderick because she had. Oh, wow. She that's a credible accusation of rape. And I think we need to. It's time to look in. Now, it's only time to look into her because those people who, you know. Because we don't like Hillary. We don't like Hillary anymore. So they want to make sure that she's not, you know, running in because he was talking about. Going after uh, him and all those that excused him. So, in other words, going after him mm-hmm. and Hillary mm-hmm. to make sure that they don't run. But I thought that was fascinating that we're we're actually seeing a world where they are having to pay for their sins. Pretty amazing because that doesn't usually happen with Democrats. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It doesn't. But I think that thing is coming around. I also have you noticed that. This the the what we revealed on the chalkboard is now starting to take root around and people are starting to talk about it and they're they're starting to investigate different parts of it. Mm -hmm. I think that is also going to turn around on them. I think the Democrats are actually going to have to pay for it. Hope so. Yeah. Yeah. We have more on that coming up in just a second. By the way, if you missed Uh, Last week's special, you'll be able to watch it uh, all this week on Blaze TV. Just go to blazetv.com, blazetv.com, slash Glenn, and use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks right now on your year subscription at blazetv.com, slash Glenn. You're listening to Glenn Beck. I had to ring my pillow out last night. I I was... it's crying in my sleep. I I, I just can't let go of the Beto thing. Mm-hmm. I had a horrible, horrible time tossing and turning. No, Beto, mm-hmm. no, don't. You've got to run, Beto. <laughs> and uh, I just, it was a good thing I had my pillow because it absorbed all that water. Um, but it also just, it did help me sleep through. I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, it was just a nightmare. Oh, no, it was real. <laughs> and I'd fall right back to sleep. Right now, uh, you can uh, check out all of their incredible deals, including uh, the deal on the new six-piece towel set. It's made with cotton from the U.S., extremely absorbent, incredibly soft, comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths, 30% off right now with the promo code BACK. Remember, all my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Their towels are really great as well. So are their sheets, everything. MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Get 30% 
10% off the towel set right now and deep discounts on other MyPillow products. Promo code Beck, MyPillow.com. Want to hear more from conservative voices? Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn, G-L-E-N-N, for $10 off. It is, um, it's remarkable what is happening. Uh, I don't think I'd be the first, um, but perhaps, perhaps we are. This is the beginning of the third great awakening. It is finally here. The seeds have been planted for a long time and people have been waiting for the third great awakening. And I think Kanye West is the signal. I think that is, you know. You know how in Ghostbusters they had the gatekeeper and the key master? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's the gatekeeper or the key master, but Kanye is one of the two. Uh, and, uh, you know, then Gozer will come and there'll be a great signal in the sky. Mm-hmm. And I think that's his Sunday services. I think that's what's happening. And it's happened before. Now, remember, Time Magazine in 1966 ran the cover, Is God Dead?, and they had all kinds of evidence that God was dead. But in 1971, in fact, it was, when was it? Uh, June 21st, 1971, they ran the cover, The Jesus Revolution. Uh, now listen to this. Wow, that's a big change. Huge change. In five years. Now listen to this. Jesus, this is Time Magazine. Jesus is alive and well and living in the radical spiritual fervor of a growing number of young Americans who have proclaimed an extraordinary religious revolution in his name. Their message, the Bible is true. Miracles happen. Mm. God really did love the world he gave his only begotten son. In 1966, Beatle John Lennon casually remarked that the Beatles were more popular than Jesus. But now the Beatles are shattered. George Harrison is singing My Sweet Lord. And the new young followers of Jesus listen to Harrison, but they turn on only to the words of their master. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. This is Time magazine. Five years after they said, God is dead. Wow. And that's kind of sparked by... Obviously, as I mentioned, George Harrison, My Sweet Lord, which was the first number one song of any solo Beatle. Uh, then there was uh, songs like Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. Uh, Put Your Hand in the Hand. Remember that by Ocean? Yeah. Um, Doobie Brothers did Jesus is Just All Right with Me around that time, 71, 72-ish. Uh, Jesus Christ Superstar from Murray Head which was a huge play on Broadway for a long time. And that that also spawned um, Helen Reddy's I Don't Know How to Love Him. Oh, my gosh. I Remember forgot that about song? that. Yeah. Day by Day by Godspell. I mean, there was, yeah. there was, a, there was a bunch of really big hits that were all about Jesus. And it was all in a two-year period. Yeah. And that turned us out from the darkness of all the assassinations and mm. everything else 
And it the, the last all of straw, that stuff did stop, right? Well, until Reagan uh, in eighty when they tried to kill him again. But but I mean, we had one after another in the sixties. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and there was real evil. Yeah, in the nineteen sixties. Not to say that you know all evil went away. It didn't. But America, you know, uh, started cleaning out its own house mm-hmm. and uh, and started looking at okay, what are we really? And no, we won't put up with Richard Nixon. You know, we'll mm-hmm. we'll clean up all of the garbage because we're better than this. And then that kind of floundered. We we hired a preacher. Remember that that's that's Jimmy Carter. We hired a preacher, a pastor, to be our uh president. The Democrats did. That didn't work out really well. But then you got Ronald Reagan and the moral majority. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Christian coffee houses have opened in many cities, signaling their faith even in their names. The wayward in Greenwich Village, the catacombs in Seattle, I am in Spokane, a strip joint has been converted to a Christian nightclub in San Antonio, communal Christian houses are multiplying like loaves and fishes for youngsters hungry for homes, many reaching out to the troubled with the round-the-clock telephone hotlines, Bibles now abound, whether the cherished, fur-covered King James Version or the scruffy, back-pocketed paperbacks. They are invariably well-thumbed and often memorized. It's like a glacier, says Jesus rock singer Larry Norman. It's growing, and there's no stopping it. I think we're at the beginning of this again. You know, this whole Mm. thing has followed, except for assassinations, this whole thing has followed the 1960s pattern. Socialism raised its ugly head just like it did in the 60s. Uh, Violence. The violence. The the, violence on the the streets. The protests. Yep. The, the. Really has. The ugliness of the, uh, the Paris communes and the, and the Paris riots, Mm -hmm. the ugliness all around the globe of communism. The glorification of communism. I mean, it's still happening. We're not at the end yet. But I think that there is, there's, there's something happening. There's something happening. I hope so. Oh, I, I hope so. You know, it, I've, I've talked to so many people, and uh, it used to be just the zealots that would say, well, you know, only God will be able to save us. And people will be like, no, I mean, no, I mean, we can turn this around. It, I'm hearing this from everybody. God, mm-hmm. it's going to take God to save us from this one. Because we're just, we're just oh, headed that, yeah. Oh, I absolutely believe it. Absolutely believe it. Well, that or Beto, and he's gone. <laughs> he's gone now, and I don't know what to do. Good yeah. thing we have Elon Omar. Can we play the audio of Elon Omar? She wants us to fight against uh, Western imperialism. Here she is. <laughs> I am beyond honored and excited for a president who will fight against Western imperialism and fight for a just world. That's her at a Bernie rally. Wow, what idiocy of the the crowd. Yeah, Western imperialism. 
Yeah, let's fight against that. Uh, that's you. Uh, you. You know that, that's right? You. <laughs> that's you. It's you you're cheering yeah, against. Right. Uh, so. It's like, come take this away. Yay! Yeah. I don't want my house anymore. Yeah. Now, here's Kamala also uh, mm. this weekend. Here's Kamala Harris. Talking about what I describe and what I believe to be the elephant in the room about my campaign. What is that? Electability. What do you mean? Electability. You know, essentially, is America ready for a woman and a woman of color to be president of the United States? America was ready for a black man to be president of the United States. And this conversation happened for him. There is a lack of ability or a difficult, a difficulty in imagining that someone who we have never seen can do a job mm. that has been done, you know, 45 times by someone who is not that person. No, please. So it's not about her. It's not about her likability or electability. It's about the fact that she's black. She's a this black is woman. The most. Pathetic. I'm so sick it's of. Pathetic. I'm just sick of this stuff because that's not who America is. Yeah. Let, let, I mean, really, if that's true, how come everybody says Oprah or Michelle, uh, Obama. Michelle Obama would would be a cakewalk they'd win if that's true kamala how come the two people that everybody Mm -hmm. in your party is screaming for are both black women michelle obama has a 73 percent approval rating last i checked the country wasn't 73 percent black so somebody else is supporting michelle obama I, I'm just, I'm just, it's tiresome. Oh, it's so tiresome because I really, I really, truly don't believe that of America. No. Just don't believe it. I would believe that America 1968, maybe even 1980, women maybe, maybe with Geraldine Ferraro, maybe. I don't think so. I think if Mondale wouldn't have been Mondale, she could have won. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was a voting. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear anybody go, oh, my gosh. I'm well, not voting for a I'm woman. I'm not voting for her. She's on the ticket. I don't remember anyone saying that when no. Geraldine Ferraro. And I didn't, I didn't hear anyone say that about Hillary Clinton. Now, she's not black, but she is a woman. Eh. I mean, she might have decided else, you know, something else. I don't know. <laughs> but I didn't hear anybody say that it, I can't vote for her because she's a woman. I would have voted for Condoleezza Rice in the day. Yeah. With better policies, I would <laughs> vote for yeah. Condoleezza Rice. Yeah. Uh-huh. I would vote for, you know, but she's a white woman, but I'd, I'd vote for Nikki Haley. I'd vote for Nikki Haley in a heartbeat. So it's it's not about your gender, which... By the way, it doesn't have anything to do with sex, as we all know. It doesn't have anything to do with what genitalia you have. It's all your state of mind. Well, women. If you identify as a woman, yes, you are a woman. Well, but if you women I- can if- have babies, and so can men. So what are you saying? <laughs> yes, we just uh, we we just recently heard that. Do we have? We did. Do we have? Mm-hmm. Uh, do we hear? Do we have uh, Dennis Prager? On racism. Listen to this from Dennis Prager. All right. Uh, this is first from of all, Donald Trump. Real time with Trump. Bill Donald Trump is not right wing or or conservative. Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Okay. 
the left what wing. What does that mean? The no. left wing. I'll tell you what it means. Nothing. I'll tell you what it means. It means nothing. The left wing is infinitely larger than one person. I don't yes. choose one left wing person who tells a lie. The left wing says, "I'll give you gigantic lies that the United States is a racist country." This, this is a lie. Wow. This is a gargantuan lie. This is the least Wait. racist, multicultural, multi-ethnic country in the history of the world. Right. That these people believe it is proof to me but, about how effective lying but, but you, can be. You would, uh, this, this is an unbelievably okay. non-racist country. Have you people been to Asia? Do you people okay. know that so the Japanese yes. did not allow one Vietnamese boat person into Japan okay. because they're not Japanese? But we're not, we allowed mm. them into America. What, what, what is that? We're, better than, the, giant, no, we're, we're better than the Japanese. No, we're but better than everyone. Dumb argument. We are is less that. racist than any country with many races. Okay, the, the it, is a, it is a lie. But we could still more lies have some racism. Have ever been of course, there's race. I'm a oh, Jew. Okay. There are anti-Semites in America. It is a giant lie that America is anti-Semitic. I taught Jewish history right. at Brooklyn College. Okay. I know it. I wrote okay. two books on Judaism. Yes. This is the least anti-Semitic country Jews have ever lived in. To say America okay. is anti-Semitic is right. a lie. To say it is racist is a lie. Okay. These well, are giant left-wing lies. Well, That's great. He's exactly right. He's exactly right. And the uh, indoctrination of the crowd is just... <laughs> well, no, no. Play that again. I believe that was the audience wrangler. Listen how loud one set of hands is. Listen, play it again, right. please. Uh, first of all, Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not right wing or or conservative. Donald Trump is Donald Trump. Okay. The left what wing. What does that mean? The no. left wing. I'll tell you what it means. Nothing. I'll tell you what it means. It means nothing. The left wing is infinitely larger than one person. I don't yes. choose one left wing person who tells a lie. The left wing says, I'll give you gigantic lies that the United States is a racist country. This this is a lie. This is a gargantuan Don't lie. Say, this is the least. That was one person very close <laughs> to the microphones. Mm-hmm. That sounded to me like the audience wrangler trying to get people. Yes. And nobody really followed. I don't think that was even the crowd. I even think Bill Maher's crowd went, yeah, no, that's, that's not true. You think? Cause, yeah. Because his statement was, his statement was that it was the biggest lie that we're racist. So the clapping started that it was a lie that we're racist. Yeah, we're not. I, and then it stopped oh, suddenly. <laughs> play it again, play it All again right. right before that the United States is a racist country. This this is a lie. No, this, this is, is a lie. A no, 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 but start, play it again from okay. that same place. He <laughs> says that this is a United States is a racist country. Yes. That the United States is a racist country. This this is a lie. But this I think his, that statement was it's a lie that the United States is a racist country. After they started after they started clapping, I think. Did he or what, did he say it both times? Okay, this is really not worth <laughs> spending this not. much time on. Let's just... really <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man, Pat. It's a lie. Kind of picky about the type of chair I, I want to sit in, especially at my job. I should be more picky about who sits in the chair next to me. Uh, but, of course, my job requires uh, you know a lot of time in the chair, and I'd like to be comfortable when I work. I'm sure you're the same way if you really have never sat in an X chair. You've never really been comfortable in an office chair. 
the X chair is remarkable, and it makes every other chair I've ever sat in seem like a sawed-off park bench upholstered in sandpaper. This is a great chair with the dynamic variable lumbar support. This is patented. Only the X chair has it. You and anybody who sits in the chair is going to be comfortable all day long. It is the next generation of office chairs. And thanks to their 30-day, no-questions-asked guarantee of satisfaction, you have zero risk. So order the X chair now. It's on sale for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com or call 844-4X-CHAIR. Go to xchairbeck.com. Use the promo code BECK and you'll receive a free set of the new X wheels with your X chair. That's xchairbeck, promo code BECK, xchairbeck.com. You're listening to Glenn There's some amazing things uh, coming up yet uh, today. Nancy Pelosi is worried. Nancy Pelosi is worried that the candidates on uh, the left that are running for the presidency are on the wrong track. And she's saying it out loud. Also, Hillary and Joe Biden dead heat in a matchup. Um, Now let's see what what happens when they uh, go head to head with Donald Trump. Would it be a replay of the last election or has anything changed also matt bevan governor of kentucky coming up next you're listening to glenn beck i'm anxious to talk to uh, governor matt bevan who's coming up with us in uh, just a second and reading stories from the new york times uh, and uh, the Washington Post, Matt Bevan is the Antichrist. Did you know that? He became the jackal? I, I just found that <laughs> out found in the Post out. today. Yeah. yeah. And so. uh, he became the jackal because, uh, you know, he's uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, he wants to uh, curb Medicaid expansion yeah. uh, in the state, and uh, he overhauled the uh, state pension plans for the government workers. I guess his eyes glow red now. Really? Yeah. Have you seen him lately? I yeah, haven't. Really I haven't seen him. Very, well, very he's spooky. Well, he's going to be here with all of his evilness uh, <laughs> and his hordes of hell. Oh, wow. Uh, coming up in just a second. I all the hordes if, of hell are coming with him? All of them are coming. I don't know if they're going to be hmm. on the phone with him, but they are okay. surrounding him. The hordes of hell are surrounding him. So. Telling him what to say, probably. Of course. Yeah. Well, that and his yeah. Zionist master. Obviously. You know, and the hordes of hell. I don't know. <laughs> What the ranking is there, but uh, Governor Matt Bevin is going to be with us here in uh, in just a second. You don't want to, you don't want to miss that. Coming up in just a sec. Stand by. Fifteen seconds.
confusion of entertainment and enlightenment. Wow. Addressing a group of Democratic activists last week, Kentucky's attorney general and nominee for governor, Andy Bashir flayed his Republican opponent, Governor Matt Bevin, for his rec- for his record uh, to argue why voters should oust the incumbent. In the audience, there was a lawyer that wore an oversized impeach button. Wow. So these guys against Donald Trump speaking to a group of activists and the Democrat running against the guy who's like, hey, we should... Uh, we should stop with the expansion of Medicaid. They, they, they sat there, all those activists, and they said, yeah, we should stop that guy. Who would have seen that coming? Wow. The, the, the New York wow. Times didn't. Neither did the Washington <laughs> Post. And uh, wow, I take their word for it. We have Matt Bevan on with us next. Is the I think he's afraid. I think he's very afraid uh, to face the music because we are loaded for bear with what the New York Times and Washington Post said. We believe them wholeheartedly. Uh, American financing, thanks to the low mortgage rates, buying a home is... By the way, did you hear that uh, uh, the economy in Kentucky is doing really, really well? I did hear that. Yeah, you did hear that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah but he wants to cut Medicaid God, expansion. Oh my and he's gosh. for the president. Why doesn't he love socialism? I don't, what, doesn't he understand I don't that's equality for all people? Hordes of hell. Oh, man. All right. Anyway, uh, right now, American financing can help you with a great mortgage rate. It only takes you 10 minutes to get started if you're looking for a house. Uh, I talk about mortgage rates often. That's because I want you to understand even, even a very small decline in interest rates can have a huge pa- uh, impact on your mortgage. It means a lower monthly payment. You pay less interest to borrow the money, so it's a smaller payment every month. You spend tens of thousands of dollars or more over the years. With rates so low right now, you have to call American Financing and take advantage of their free mortgage review. You can you can talk to them about additional ways to help you save. Current customers are saving up to $1,000 a month, sometimes more. Definitely worth a 10-minute phone call. Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440. That's 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing Corporation, NMLS 182334, Mm. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The man who the New York Times has deemed the most despised governor in the country... (laughs) <laughs> Matt Bevan is with us with his hordes of hell. Mm. Hello, Matt. How are you? Hey, you know, with that kind of a teaser, I feel like I should be greeting you from the deep abyss. Here. <laughs> really? Is, uh, Do you your eyes are, glow uh, red yet? Have you taken no, the mask off? No, I mean, day and night. It's 24-7 now. <laughs> I, I breathe wow. fire. I, small children are scorched when wow, I breathe. That is, glad to see that you admit is, yeah. that. Yeah. Now, you guys forgot to mention I have this manifesto. It's this crazy document that I espouse at every turn. It's called the U.S. Constitution. It's oh, what? Minds explode. It's what a kook. Crazy. Oh, yeah. What a <laughs> radical. radical. What a radical. Oh, wow. So you've got this Constitution thing that you yeah. you are trying to follow. It's uh, the old thing I found. I've dusted it off. <laughs> I've tried to apply it in the 21st century, and it makes people's hair stand up on end. 
Yeah, so um, seriously, they say that you're you're really uh, despised, uh, although you are at least neck and neck with the other guy. So is the other guy just as despised as you are? Well, here's what's going to here's what's going to happen. It's a it's a good question. You, you know this. More than two thousand years ago, Aristotle said, if you want to avoid controversy, you want to avoid criticism, you say nothing, you do nothing, and you be nothing. And if there's anything that has been the embodiment of American politics in recent years, it's the say nothing, do nothing, be nothing crowd. I refuse to be a party to that. If this is You guys know that you've known me for years now. This is the first political job I've ever had. I'm not somebody who has kissed rings and backsides in order to get here. I've come here by saying we're going to make hard decisions, adult decisions. We're not going to kick cans down the road. We're going to rip Band-Aids off. And these are the kind of things that make uneasy people even more uneasy. And so if this makes me unpopular, so be it. But here's what I know. The strongest economy we have ever had in the history of Kentucky is right now. And it's not just simply things that are matching pace with uh, the national trends, like lowest ever unemployment. We have had in the last four years the greatest rise in per capita income that we have ever seen in history. And in fact, in the last four years, we have a highest, the, a higher increase in per capita income than any state that borders us, including states like Indiana and Tennessee and Ohio that have been doing well. And so Kentucky, we're making hard decisions. People are bent, but that's okay. The people who are going to vote tomorrow are going to prove the fact that there's far more that are happier, which gets back to your question. Yeah, we're going to beat the pants off of the guy who supposedly is running against the most unpopular guy in America. How embarrassing will that be for him? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you, uh, have – people people are trying to uh, uh, say that you're trying to make this a national election by tying yourself to Donald Trump um, because Trump is popular in Kentucky, I take it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's popular in in much of America. I mean, I'll tell you, especially in the heart of America. But I remind people, and you all know this, you know this better than most. I I was elected four years ago when President Trump was not President Trump. Mm -hmm. You know, when Vice President Pence was still then the governor of another state. Mm -hmm. The reality is this. Everyone said the same things about me then. They hate the fact that I'm pro-life. They hate the fact that I'm pro-Constitution, that I'm strongly supportive of the Second Amendment, that I think red flag laws are a slippery slope and I'll have no part of them. They hate the Mm. fact that I respect this country and our flag and our military and our law enforcement. They hate the fact that my Judeo-Christian faith informs my thought process and that I'm willing to say as much from a publicly elected seat. And so the reasons they hate me have things to do that they transcend the state or even the national level issues at play. These things have eternal impact and it bothers people. To that end, they have hated me since before this president came around. Now they say I want to ride his coattails. I'm honored to stand with this guy. I really am. I'm grateful that he's our president. But I won by 9% when every poll four years ago said I was going to lose by 5% or more. And we're winning because we stand for truth. And at the end of the day, the truth sets people free. Matt, you know that the reason why healthcare isn't done on a state level is because it doesn't work, because states can't print money. And because exactly. you can't print money, you're doing something that I think all uh, governors should be doing right now. And that is going back and telling the truth 
to people before the money all runs out and say, look, you were lied to then, or maybe it was just all, you know, ponies and unicorns that everybody was living on wishes and hopes, but you can't get these pensions because the state can't print money. And so before it goes completely bankrupt, we have to cut back. You've actually tried to do this. Um, we actually have done it. I'll be honest, Glenn. We are doing things. I, my first year as governor, we cut our state budget by 9%. 9%. I mean, it's rare that anybody comes into government ever, let alone right out of the gate, and does that. The next year, the next two years later, we do a biennial budget. We did the same thing, not 9%, but we cut another about 6.5%. We've cut most of the fat out. There's still some. But here's what I'm telling you. In addition to that, we cut income taxes personal and corporate income taxes by 17%. And guess what? In light of all those things, last year, Kentucky had the highest level of revenue we have ever had. We had a 200 and some million dollar surplus, Mm. the most revenue we've ever had. It can be done by being good, fiscal, prudent conservatives. These are the types of things that make a difference. It's something we need more of in government. And I'm willing to try to take point. You mentioned health care. I'm trying to lead the charge for Medicaid reform. We've not seen entitlement reform in America since the mid-1990s. And we are leading the charge to say that able-bodied, working-aged men and women with no dependents should do something in exchange for free health care. Because the men and women who bust their tails every day to give them free health care often don't even have health care themselves. Certainly not of the same quality. And so I'm being challenged by my attorney general. I'm being challenged by a D.C. Circuit Court judge named, I don't even, Brosberg or Bozberg or something. And, and so one guy in D.C. is holding this up. But I've had over 14 states now, Democrat and Republican alike, who have come to our state and spent days with us saying, hey, when this gets approved, we're going to need to do the same thing. Because you're right. We can't print money. So we can't pretend that these things come at no cost. Matt, I know you got an election to win tomorrow, but what are you doing in, say, 2024? Oh, gracious. Let's, uh, <laughs> I look forward to being back in the private sector at some point. I love the private sector. I lo- Here's the thing. I love America. You guys know this. I'm a former military guy. I love and respect this nation, but I'm grateful to the men and women who even now lay their lives out there. You look at this mission to get al-Baghdadi. You look at these people that are scattered around the world, and they do this for us because this land of the free and home of the brave was purchased at an extraordinary price. And I love it. I I served with guys who are dead, who gave everything, gave their lives, whose kids have grown up without a father. And it breaks my heart. We don't even bother to vote. But I love it that we're so blessed in this country. But the danger we have is that our blessings are our, potentially our biggest curse because we have it so good. We really have it so good that we can afford to not care and think that it doesn't matter. We can afford to be apathetic. We can afford to not vote. And I'm doing that in air quotes, which you can't see over the radio. But, but this, this being you know, apathetic is our greatest threat. And if we don't vote and if we don't recognize that of and by and for the people means we better get our butts out there and vote tomorrow in Kentucky and in Mississippi and in Louisiana, but everywhere in America when you have an opportunity to go to the ballot box. So, if we don't vote, we'll get the government we deserve, and it's not going to be pretty. 
So tell me how the 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 lurch or the the sprint to radical socialism is being taken by good Democrats in Kentucky, because there's a lot of there's a lot of good Democrats in Kentucky. And I can't I lived in Kentucky. I, I can't imagine that state going towards socialism. No, it's people are offended. And I'll tell you, it's not just in Kentucky, but I'll speak for Kentuckians. We're offended by the idea of it. No question about it. It's one of these things where it's so radical. I mean, it's important. Let me back up just real quickly, and I'll come back to your question. I have appointed people who are both Republican and Democrat to top positions in my administration because I don't look at the party. I look at the character of people. I want people of good character, people that are competent, and people that are committed to serving. And people of that sort, they fit into both parties. But historically, that has been the case. The National Democrat Party is leaving people like that behind. And they're offended at the idea of socialism. They're defended at the godlessness. They're defended at this idea that everything is free, but they're still nonetheless expected to pay for it while someone else gets it for free. And while we're still heavily registered Democrats, and while there are still far more D's than R's in our state, they are voting more and more on the Republican ticket because they recognize that the values they hold dear are no longer espoused by the party that they've been a part of. Governor Matt Bevan, uh, the election is tomorrow. You're on record saying you'll be, I think, six to ten points ahead. Um, I think we will. Here's the the polls show that we're even or slightly ahead or slightly behind. We're somewhere plus or minus two percent, maybe even. But I'm telling you, I think they're wrong, just like they were wrong four years ago. I think we'll win by six to ten. I'd like to win by ten to twelve. I'd like to elect an entire Mm. slate of Republicans for the first time in history in Kentucky. Hmm. Best of luck to you, Governor. Uh, keep thank up, you guys. keep up yeah. the good work. Keep fighting for the Constitution. Yes, sir. We'll do it. And thank you both for continuing to hold the torch and not allowing it to go out on our watch. You guys are tremendous. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Appreciate it, Governor Matt Bevin from Kentucky. Tomorrow's a big deal. Tomorrow elections. Yeah. I mean, the entire state of Virginia is up for grabs. Every state job is up for grabs. Uh, in Every the seat House. in their legislature. Yep. Legislature, really? Yep. Wow. Every seat. Can you imagine wow. that? You have no idea uh, what Wednesday is going to look like. Everybody is uh, up. All right. To save wear and tear on his car, Paul rides a bike six days a week. His errands fill his day. Post office, grocery store, laundromat, library. Yes, some people still go to the library. All of those things he would do riding his bike. Keeps him happy and healthy and active, and Paul loves it. He didn't really love the knee pain, you know, when it started. It was just a little at first. Then it started to shoot, and it was nearly constant. Pretty soon, Paul was looking to have him use his car all the time instead of just one day a week. But then he heard about Relief Factor, and within a few weeks, Paul was back to his old self and back on his bike. Today, you'll find him riding around the town today doing his errands. Congratulations, Paul. When taken properly, Relief Factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain, and it works for 70% of the people who take it, and it only costs nineteen ninety-five to start with their three-week quick start. So if you want a f- drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back, I want you to go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. We break for 10 seconds, station ID. 
all this week on uh, Blaze TV, we're going to be uh, going over the special that we did last week because you need to really kind of understand that special to get to the third one, which is a week from this coming Wednesday. Um, and this is where we lay out what's what's really happening in our State Department. I mean, I think you're going to start to see this. This thing is starting to come undone now because there are more journalists on this story about what happened in Ukraine. And I think the the Democrats are have a big surprise coming in for them. The question is, will we stop too soon? And what I mean by that is the Democrats have to be exposed for what they were doing in Ukraine and what they've set up in the State Department. And I'm going to show that to you next week. But what they set up in the State Department with the State Department and national intelligence, you know, people think when you hear the words deep state, you think of Alex Jones and you think of a star chamber. It's not that. It's well, not it that. might be that, too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Generally speaking, though, it, uh-huh. is, it is as simple as this. One of the guys who testified last week um, testified that uh, he didn't. He would not answer to the president if the president was going to change our relationship with Ukraine. Well, now, wait a minute. You work for the State Department. The State Department's boss is the president. So when you say the president was violating foreign policy, he can't violate foreign policy. He's the guy who sets foreign policy. But the deep state, the people who are there who are like, I don't care who the president is. We're just going to keep doing what we do because we know best. That's not our system of government. That's a totalitarian system of government. It doesn't matter what the elections say. And I thought we were done with all of that. Elections have consequences. So when you see what they set up, it's so far beyond what you think it is. So far beyond it. And the usual characters are involved. And it's not just about Ukraine it's about your state as well. I'm going to show you how what they're doing overseas is being done in our own country. And we are being dismantled from the inside out. And um, <clears throat> I have a feeling investigations uh, will be launched in these states. Uh, should be all 50 of them. But in these states against what we're going to expose next Wednesday. You don't want to miss it. All right. Uh, If you missed earlier on today's show, uh, we talked about Kanye West and the Third Great Awakening. I think it is happening. Now, they need to call a witness to a Florida murder. Police in Florida are investigating... A a murder, uh, Sylvia Crespo, she was 32. She was killed by a spear to the chest at a home in Florida, north of Miami, in July. Now, her husband is is portraying this as a mysterious accident. I'm not not sure how 
an accident happens where your wife is impaled on a spear, <laughs> but those tricksy spear impaling accidents haven't they all happened to all <laughs> happened to all of us? Well, here's the problem: uh, they haven't been able to solve this, but it it occurred in the main bedroom, and um, apparently. Amazon Echo was recording. Hmm. Uh, it, it may have recorded something relevant during the um, the argument uh, that uh, happened right before the accident. Now, did somebody call on the Amazon Echo in that way that we're supposed to that sets it off, or did it just record everything we're that happened? Not in there? really sure. Not really sure. But now we huh. now they're going after police are saying we need the audio recording from Amazon to prove this murder, and people are going to be for that. Of course they are. They're going to love that. Spear accidents don't usually happen, right? But. What is Amazon doing in all of our homes? Exactly. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Something I talk a fair deal about uh, is uh, the danger of cybercrime. Through various means, criminals can hack into your bank account, drain your money. Uh, But I will tell you this. Your entire life savings going away in a heartbeat doesn't necessarily take cybercrime. It can take financial crimes. Uh, You know, you have to have... A safe hedge against inflation. The government is stealing your money. Stealing your money. The more they print, the more they steal from your bank account. That's that's a cyber crime, isn't it? They're digitizing money and making your money worth less and less. This is why gold prices are on a bull run this year, especially with the market fluctuations. Lower interest rates, the easing of the monetary policy have made gold and silver prone to a rally. And for $100 a month, you can invest in physical gold or silver. You can get a free half-inch silver coin added to your first delivery just by calling and asking about their accumulation special. Do it now. 1-866-GOLDLINE. Call them. They're waiting for it. 1-866-GOLDLINE. You can get Glenn, Dave Rubin, Stephen Crowder, and me, Pat Gray. All in one location. Use the promo code Glenn to get $10 off at blaze.com slash Glenn. Mr. Jason Wright, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, best-selling author. Some of my favorite books. Uh, one of them is the Wednesday Letters. What was the other one, Jason, that you wrote that I love so much? Recovering Charles. About yeah, the Recovering down Charles. In New Orleans. I love that one, Recovering Charles. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. And uh, also uh, he wrote uh, Christmas Jars, which you wrote that, I don't know how many years ago, became an instant uh, bestseller. Um, that was 2005. Yeah. Wow. It seems like a million years ago, doesn't it? Uh, and uh, it's this great story about Christmas jars. And we used to all have jars where we would put our change into those jars. And tell the story here, Jason. Well, we used to put our change in those jars and then would use it for ice cream money or movie night or, uh, you know, the trip to Disney if it got big enough. And now. 
now because of this little book and because of your support, Glenn, you know, you mentioned it became an instant bestseller. Well, sort of, but really because you had me on the air and uh, you read the first chapter. I'll never forget tuning in and you're halfway through the first chapter of the book. And it just, thank you. I just, I, I, I didn't want to end this call today without saying you're the reason that we're here. You're the reason we're having this discussion tonight. Oh, you're the reason that, that we have a movie. So thank you. But this is about not just a jar on the counter that you put your spare change in. It's about thinking about the needs of other people, what this beautiful holiday really means. Christmas is not a 24 hour event. It is how we live. It's how we remember the savior of the world every day. And then during the holidays, Find someone in your circle of influence, work, church, your community, uh, your neighbor to give that jar of money away. And it's not just the money in the jar that will change their life, as I've heard from thousands of people since 05, but it is the message that they were not alone. So you have Christmas jars, the movie. uh, It's a fathom event, if I'm not mistaken, isn't it? You're correct. Yeah, Yeah. it's a fathom event. Tonight. uh, Tonight, tonight only, as you know, because I know you've had some uh, some events with Fathom in the past. It's a one night only experience. They're so good at creating. It's not, it's not just a movie. It's really an experience for the community to come together and to experience this with friends and family and loved ones. And there's some bonus content at the end of the movie. Uh, stick around. There's about 20 minutes. Some really, really fun stuff. And uh, I, I promise you, in fact, gosh, I've said this before in a couple of uh, local interviews, but it's maybe blasphemy for me to say that the movie is maybe better than the book. It is <laughs> so – it's beautiful, Glenn. Really? Glenn, if you, if you don't cry – Oh, that's um, not a – that's, that's not – please. That's, he cries uh, at Kleenex commercials. Think, <laughs> <I'll take that. laughs> you seek medical attention. I'm serious. It is, it is so beautiful, um, and I, I just – I can't say enough about Muse, the studio that made this thing. They're phenomenal. BYU TV came in as a partner to help get us over the finish line after 5,100, I did the math during the break, 5,144 days since I took my first meeting on the movie. That gets us to tonight. And thank you. And to so many of your listeners, by the way, so many of these jar stories that have come into ChristmasJars.com, so many of those stories reference, I heard you on Beck, or mm. I saw you on The Blaze. And I just, I'm grateful to your audience for helping not just make the thing a hit, but making it a movement. So we, we try to do a family thing uh, on Mondays. So I think we're going to go out to a Fathom uh, and find the Fathom uh, Theater tonight and watch uh, Christmas jars as a family. So I'll let you know tomorrow. Um, where Please is, uh, uh, tell me what, how the Christmas jars has changed because I don't have a change jar anymore. Cause I don't, I don't usually have change cause I don't carry money. I carry my, my, my debit card. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great point. I actually hear that quite a bit from people. Um, one option is to, um, well, when you do, particularly during the holidays, when you hit the when you hit the convenience store, the laundromat, wherever you are making some smaller dollar purchases where you might pull a $5 bill out to capture that change. I had a lady come up to me a few weeks ago and, and kind of say the same thing. She uses a, a PayPal card, actually, almost exclusively all year long. And then she goes to the ATM and she takes $100 in cash. 
She goes to the bank. She gets coins. She puts it in a jar, and she, like, apologized as if she were doing it wrong. And I said, look, sister, there's no right way or wrong way to give the jar away. There's just kind of your way, you know, however the bank – and, Beck, Glenn, you've told some of your stories about giving jars away, particularly when you had little ones at home. And uh, it, it's beautiful. It's your way. It's however your family feels like is the best way to do it. Yeah, we we love it. We absolutely love it. We take the uh, Christmas jars, uh, especially when the kids were younger, and, um, you know, they would be filled with coins and dollars and everything else, and you just, you know, knock and run. Uh, and it is, it's so fantastic. You know, you find this family that you know is struggling, and you just leave the Christmas jar up on their porch. You don't, you don't necessarily go buy something for them because... You don't know that, you know, what they really need might be just a turkey. It might be something to eat, might be something special that you don't know of. So we really like to do the the knock and run with the with the Christmas jar. It's a great, great family tradition. And you can watch the Fathom event movie tonight and tonight only. Uh, Would you just go to Christmasjars.com and find out where the Fathom theater would be around you? Yep, christmasjars.com will give you ticket information, fathomevents.com. You just punch in your zip code. It'll tell you the closest theater. It's about 830-some-odd, so hopefully it's close or close enough for most of you. Uh, if it's sold out, make some noise at the box office and say, hey, is there any way to get an encore tomorrow night or something? And, and then stay tuned because I suspect – uh, that there might be other opportunities to see it closer to Christmas in other ways. But I suspect I thank as you well. again to you and to, to everyone listening who has, uh, has turned this into something that has been one of the greatest blessings of my life is to see this uh, turn into a grassroots movement that can't be stopped. Jason Wright, the name of the book is Christmas Jars, and the movie, the same name, happening tonight only at a Fathom uh, Theater near you. Just go to FathomEvents.com or go to ChristmasJars.com, and uh, they'll give you all the ticket information. Jason, best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. You bet. Have you heard of what, what are called jackpotting attacks? This is where criminals use malware or even hardware to get an ATM to dispense cash. So apparently in regions including the U.S. and Latin America, this is uh, this practice is on the rise. Um, According to a recent investigation, a uh, cyber games gang stole forty five million dollars. One gang from ATMs around the world, large scale ATM cash out hacking had mostly been an overseas criminal enterprise, but now the U.S. is a popular target as well. It's important to understand how cybercrime is affecting our lives. Identity threats is a serious issue. Someone, Tanya's got a notification just this weekend. We were out in Utah at a charity, and she gets a, a dollar charge at a Sam's Club. And then she gets a $100 charge at the Sam's Club. And somebody has taken our information, and uh, it's a good thing that we have LifeLock. They will let you know if something is going on. LifeLock, they detect and alert uh, that you have uh, something going on that they have questions about. 
And if something does go wrong, they work to help you fix it. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock can see the threats that you might miss on your own. Act now and get an extra 10% off your first year with promo code BACK. It's 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or just go to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BACK. Save an extra 10%. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com, promo code BACK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So glad you're here. Pat mm. Gray filling in for uh, Mr. Stu Brigier this week. Yeah. Uh, d- did you see Governor, Cu- Governor Cuomo from New York brought mm-hmm. up an incredible point mm-hmm. over the weekend on NBC? Um, I guess it, it hasn't rained in New York much. You know, like ha- not heavy rains anyway. Uh, well, it does now Wait. because of climate change, but it didn't used to. No, I, I live there. It- yeah, it, it, it rained never, a lot. No, not before climate change. You probably lived there after climate change kicked in. No, they were so, saying that we still had several years before. Well, here's, here's what he had to say, and it was pretty compelling to me. All right, okay. Yeah. A baby and a family being rescued while you were assessing the damage. Can you give us an update on the flooding situation and what mm-hmm. you saw? Mm-hmm. You know, Ali, anyone who questions uh, extreme weather and, and climate change is just delusional at this point. Uh, Thank you. Uh, we have seen in the state of New York what everyone is seeing. We see these uh, weather patterns that we never had before. We didn't have hurricanes. We didn't have nope. superstorms. We see? didn't have tornadoes. Uh, this is a storm them. that didn't came up just overnight, huh. dropped about five inches yeah. of rain. Oh, my gosh. Because I thought, wow. I mean, I remember. They didn't have hurricanes. Hurricanes in Connecticut no. uh, and tornadoes well, not in before. Connecticut. There was just the one. Okay, there was one. There was one? Yes. Before 1800, there was one. So I guess you would say before 1800 is probably pre-climate change, wouldn't you? Well, would he, would even climate uh, change didn't happen until, you know, in the 1940s, 40s, 50s, 60s in there somewhere. Yeah. So the, between 1278 and 1438, there was a major, there were several major hurricanes to hit the New York, New Jersey area. Really? Well, just, but just that. Well, and then the one in 1635 that uh, I didn't know we had measuring stations uh, well, back then. Well, we did. We yes, really we did all the Native the Americans. Did. <laughs> I guess they kept very close wow. tabs on it. Wow, a severe well, they, storm. You know, they they didn't let anything go to waste. They cared about the environment. Exactly. Then it happened again in eighteen in sixteen sixty seven, sixteen ninety three, seventeen eighty five, seventeen eighty eight. 1804, 1815, twice, 1816, 1825, I, yeah, the stupidity of the comment is mind-boggling. No, you're delusional. Am I? 
Well, you well, deny. I, I have denied the, it's about you, climate you change. You see it with your own eyes. These these floods that we've never had before. Never had five inches of rain before in New York. Never. Never happened. Never happened. <laughs> well, a couple of times. Uh, <laughs> 1984, 1985, 85 again, 87, 88, 89, 91. But, of course, yeah, but, now but, climate change is kicking in. Yeah, so you get in a pattern never, it never happened before that. <laughs> never never happened <laughs> it's, before that. So Hundreds of times. And, you know, if you're talking about... So it seemed like he might be talking about New York, which was bogus. But if you're talking nationally, we didn't have hurricanes. The largest natural disaster in the history of this country was in 1900 in Galveston, Texas, where maybe 10,000 people were yeah, killed in a hurricane. Yeah, but that's climate change had already started in Galveston. Had it in, okay. Yeah, because right. they knew oil was going to come out of the Gulf. <laughs> Just the knowledge. Just the knowledge. Of oil was of enough oil. to trigger hurricanes. Yes. Just the knowledge. Wow. We have to forget all that we know. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. And poignant. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Otherwise, this is going to continue to happen. You know? I understand. And Beto will not be around to stop it. No, that's right. He won't be around. No, he dropped out. If you missed it nope. over the weekend, Friday, he dropped right on out. I don't think the there's a person in our audience that missed that. No, I don't think I don't so think, either. I think everybody think so got either. the alert at the same time. <laughs> If you were in a crowd, you heard everybody go, <laughs> look at this. All the, all through, It just rippled through the crowd. Can you believe he didn't outlast Wayne Messam, who last, <laughs> last quarter raised $5 in his campaign? Wayne Messam, still in. It's still in. Still in. Beto, Beto O'Rourke. Not. Out. Yeah. So so what do you think they're going to do with him? What What is his, besides... No, I can let me just put that in the shaker at the Sherwin Williams uh, place. <laughs> what do you think he's going to be doing with his life? Uh, well, they've already asked him to run for Senate against uh, Cornyn, mm. but he's said no multiple times. So yeah. I don't think he's going to do that. <laughs> he claims he's done with elected uh, politics. Oh, and that's what he claims. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll just enjoy his billions of dollars from his wife mm. and uh, hang out at home. And rest a while, because he deserves it. Yeah, well, he, he has it. donated so much of his time. Oh, man. The guy is practically Mother Teresa with his donation of service to his <laughs> fellow. Right. You know, he doesn't right. have to give money. No. That's how he serves. That's his gift to God. <laughs> which, which he's actually said. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, you. Oh, it's true, and it's obviously <laughs> true, of course, too. I mean. <laughs> you imagine? No, this is, this is how I serve. I yeah. run for president to be able to get power. <laughs> it sounds, it sounds so humble and doesn't and it so good? Yeah, it really and so altruistic. It's, yes, he's just a great you man. Took the words right out of his mouth. He's a great man. Which now you're saying that like it's not really. No, did that not sound sincere? No, it did not. Oh, I'm so no, sorry. It, yeah, it did I'm, not. I'm so sorry. Uh, when we come back, um, we're going to talk about authenticity in uh, in uh, candidates because uh, everybody apparently is looking for somebody authentically cool in the Democratic Party. Mm. And now, good luck. And <laughs> and now that Beto's gone, the authentically cool be. guy is. Is gone. Yeah. So, and he was so authentic. He really was. In his coolness. Nobody more authentic than yeah. Beto. Yeah. Can we also talk about your contribution to the climate change problem? 
May we talk about that? Which I, I think was You're exposed. You're talking about the, the Salon article? Pretty powerful. Yeah, Salon came out with a hit piece on me uh, yesterday. And what's your defense against that? And you have well, none. I, you have none. Mm, you don't have any defense against it. Mm, Wait until the people are reminded uh, the heinous <laughs> crimes against the environment you've committed. Here's the, uh, <laughs> here's the headline. Will post-truth politics be capitalism's undoing? And the answer is yes. Wait. Yes, thanks to Glenn Beck. Wait until you hear the post-truth <laughs> politics that Salon has exposed. We have that coming up next. You know, I actually like the fact that she's consistent. They they uh, offered her some World Peace Award, and she said awards aren't going to solve these problems. Yeah, <laughs> and she turned it down. That's good. And okay. then she gets on a boat, and she's supposed to go. I don't know where, where some big summit. And then they change it at the last minute. And they changed like, the summit, or they changed? Uh, yeah, the they boat? changed the sub the summit all okay. of a sudden, and they moved it back to Europe. And she was already going to like I don't know South America. And she was she had been on the boat for like four weeks, and she's like, "Okay, I can't fly there because I don't believe in you know." At least she's consistent. Yeah, at least she tries to. Yeah, I mean, she's really. I don't have a problem with people who are living it. She's still wrong. Yeah, but at least she's living it. Yes, it's just a little hard to stomach this sixteen-year-old telling us, you know, all our climate sins wow. and what's going to happen to us, and well. That's coming from a guy who obviously had a problem with the little baby Jesus trying to save all of us, too. No, not really. No. What would you have said when he was in the temple teaching the elders? Oh, listen to this kid. Uh-huh. Oh, please. As Jesus looked at him and said, how dare, how you, dare you, Pat? How dare you? Now, I know it's only Monday, but I think this is going to be my favorite story of the week. It comes from Salon.com. Will post-truth politics be capitalism's undoing? You're going to love this as much as I do in 60 seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, conventional wisdom. You should either buy or sell your house in the spring or the summer. It's warmer. Easier to take care of all the outside stuff. The kids are out of school. That's when people are moving, blah, 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 There's a lot more to buy a home than just that. But that isn't even true. The best time to buy and sell a home are not when people say they are. Surprisingly, what is the best time to buy a home? You know, Pat, take a guess. Uh, now, I would have conventionally thought. The summer. The, yes. Right. But I heard you Best talk about Best time this. to buy a home, prices mm-hmm. are lowest in January. 
Yeah, best time never guess that. Never. The best time to sell a home, November, because there are fewer homes on the market. Nobody mm. ever, nobody ever talks about those things ever because of the myth of you got to, and that that used to be true, but now we're such a mobile society that it doesn't mm. matter. You know, summer isn't the same. If you want someone who can help you create the most value for your home and has a long track record of success, it's time to get moving with realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Salon.com. Boy, they got us. Ooh, they nailed us. No economic system has lasted forever. That's true. And I imagine that someday when historians are studying the rise and fall of capitalism, this was just released yesterday from Salon.com, that they might look back at Glenn Beck's 2010 Earth Day meltdown as a seminal moment, an exemplar of how far capitalism created the post-truth society that now seems destined to doom its ability to function. Wow. This is my fault. Mm-hmm. 2010. Though it was only eight years. Though it was only eight years ago. We have largely forgotten how far right firebrand Glenn Beck essentially prophesized the brand of spite politics that animates much of the right today. On his radio show. Beck gleefully shared with his listeners his plan to turn on as many lights as possible in his home during Earth Hour. <laughs> wow, I remember that yeah. very show. Yeah, and to intentionally pollute as much as possible on Earth Day. Quote, I'm going to burn garbage in my backyard with styrofoam. They caught you dead to rights. Beck told a caller on his April 22nd, 2010 radio program. Have you cut down your earth tree yet and put it in your living room? <laughs> it's great. I like to decorate mine with heat lamps, but that's a different story, he bragged. You know, in our Earth Day, we've decided to turn on every light in the studio because we have some cockroaches to expose tonight in the bright light. Now... That's an end quote. Now, Salon continues. Consider for a moment the kind of political position one must take in order to find joy and purpose in willfully burning something as caustic as styrofoam in one's backyard. It's a really good point. Such an act has no functional pur purpose besides spite. Yet... Beck seems to believe it's his individual <laughs> choice, his individual freedom. He believes or is told to believe. Right by your handlers, your masters. Fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that burning styrofoam mm -hmm. is somehow as American as apple pie. I know you believe that. Oh, deeply. Yeah. I mean. Uh, it's kind of what guides you. This started in 2010, but I mm -hmm. now... Uh, heat my home with nothing but burnt styrofoam. Back in 2010, and a lot of people were with me on this one, I just burned all the styrofoam peanuts I could find. 
And a lot oh, of people shipping are like, peanuts. I, yeah, I yeah. hate those damn things. Right? Am I well, right? They, they get out. They fall all over the floor. You can never get they them stick out. Stick to your hand. Yeah, they're awful. Yes, yes. I actually rolled little children around in the styrofoam <clears throat> peanuts. It stuck to them, and then I shook them over the fire. Wow. Sometimes I slipped and I dropped a few of the kids, but that's okay. We got rid of a lot of those styrofoam peanuts. Who knew they were making more? Anyway, Beck, of course, doesn't own the atmosphere. We all have to breathe the same one. Is that true? No. Okay. Uh, hence, hence, the chemicals released in the burning of these toxic synthetic plastics spread across the planet in short order. We've all inhaled their carcinogens by now. Wow. I never even looked you at didn't, it you that didn't way. You didn't care is what the problem well, was. But you I didn't, didn't care to okay, look at it. Hey, you're right. I didn't. If future historians look back at this moment, surely they will marvel at what kind of confused ideological belief system could compel someone to do so, something so selfish and frankly stupid. Surely they will. Surely, surely they, they will. will. Surely they will look mm-hmm. back at this and think, surely they how will. could somebody be so stupid? <laughs> Yet capitalism begat this culture. <laughs> this notion that we're alone and have the individual right to do whatever we want with our time, our money, yeah. our lighters, even and especially if it hurts others. Capitalism to function requires us to collectively deny the sheer idea of the collective good. As Margaret Thatcher once said, there is no such thing as society. There are only individual men and women, and there are families. Well, Hmm. as Beck and Thatcher eloquently illustrate in very different ways, the ideological core of late capitalism is the supremacy of the belief in one's own individual beliefs and actions, regardless how they make others suffer or are morally or factually wrong. <laughs> I love this lecture from Salon. <laughs> the celebration of individualism in all its forms, including behavior, dress, and actions, is in Intrinsic in this epic of capitalism, exemplified in social media. If you take this culture of hyper-individualism to its extreme, one might come to believe that you have the right to do or believe whatever you want, even if those beliefs are immediately, provably untrue. How dare you! So, so, thank you, Greta. So So what? So what? This author is saying is. You shouldn't be able to believe things that are untrue? Apparently. Wow. Mm-hmm. What should you do to people who are saying things that are not true? I think you should lock them up. Do you? Do yeah. you think that's what they want? Well, there has been mission creep with capitalist culture's idea of what freedom means. Freedom to believe in one's own individual universe. Freedom to pick and choose facts and to disregard those that are disagreeable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so ironic. Oh, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We are now seeing this result of mission creep in the emergence of a post-truth society. We've been encouraged by a marketing apparatus to embody our own individual whims, to buy what we want, see what we want, do what we want. Though all of this was just our right. 
Thus, we would believe whatever we want isn't much of further of a stretch. Believe in astro- uh, astrology. Believe in a flat earth. Believe that vaccines are a toxic plot. Believe that every leader, uh, every leader Trump says is right is right and that all conspiracies are true simultaneously. This is, this is one of the most amazing pieces of lack of self-awareness yes. I have ever yes. seen. My slightly shocking proposition then is this. What if capitalism ultimately has created its own undoing by normalizing the post-truth society. What if? Many on the center and right believe that postmodern professors, a vague term that I disagree with how they wield it, have somehow perpetrated this lazy relationship with the truth, lazy relationship <laughs> with the truth, by promoting some sort of multipolar view of truth. Uh, Others blame the sort of drug-induced counterculture ideologies embodied in, in writers like Carlos Constanda, who, whose literature depicted a reality that was hazy and self-determined. These movements have sprung up from the same font of late capitalism, its tendency to tie individual with one's belief system. You can draw a line, I think, from Milton Freeman's depressingly shadow view of human nature to our post-truth. I was problems. just thinking the same thing. It was right Were on the you? tip of my tongue. Was it really? Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say that same sentence. Was it? Is it perhaps the styrofoam that is burning here in the studio to keep us warm? Possibly. That is making you think those <laughs> yeah, crazy it's thoughts. Very possible. <laughs> you know, it's really sad because I. Now that I've been exposed, mm-hmm. I've been building houses out of styrofoam. Only to burn them down. Wow. Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. I, w- I went to Georgia and I uh-huh. planted a whole a whole field of styrofoam peanut plants. So you got like a styrofoam peanut farm? Yeah, I do. Huh. And we go out there and I have, I, I, I take people from the border who have been living in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And I keep them in the shadows and I oppress them to pick the styrofoam peanuts in the farm. Only to take them then and mm-hmm. burn them and the illegal immigrants. And yes, I said it, illegal immigrants. You are truly evil. Well, truly in every way. We're living in a postmodern world and a, and a, a post-truth world. world. Yeah, I mean, which is, what am I, mm-hmm. I going to do? You know? Well, and you've been caught dead to rights. You might as well come out with it all now. Oh, you want me to come out with all of it? Yes. All yes. Beyond I, I the say farm? Purge yourself. Beyond now. the farm. Of all your iniquity. All right. Okay. Let I it took, out. Okay. All right. I'm going to say it. I took highly explosive styrofoam drones. Oh, boy. And you know how explosive. You drop, you drop styrofoam. If it's from a high altitude, you know what a high altitude does to mm-hmm. styrofoam. <laughs> yes. And I took that drone and I was ramming them into the rainforest. This oh, summer. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I needed to do something big. I had already taken, you know, those styrofoam things that they pack, you know, livers and hearts and kidneys in. Mm-hmm. I had already burned all those. So there was nothing then to pack the organs in? Of anymore? course not. You didn't care. Of course though. not. You I didn't, didn't care. care. I, needed to, I needed to keep up with polluting the earth, so I burned all of those. Yeah. And then you rammed the residual into the rainforest, into which the rainforest. caused all those. All the fires. Fires. Yeah. Now, California was wow. my idea, <laughs> but I didn't do that. 
It was my oh, idea. Didn't? No, mm-hmm. there's a copycat out there who's like, I hate the environment too. Yeah. And they wanted to burn their styrofoam and I don't, you know, whatever. You know, I, I tell myself that, that uh, mm-hmm. you know, imitation is the highest form of flattery. So, Plus, I mean, you can't do everything. Yeah, no. Right? You did the, the important one. So I was... tried something new. I mm-hmm. tried something new this weekend. I moved the global climate study, uh, uh, summit. The summit. I moved that from one continent to another just to screw Greta the little kid. How dare you? Yeah. Wow. But... Wow. Now that Salon's on to me, again, you might and as well they have such up. a good point that <laughs> you know if you you got to silence, you got to you know people like me are silencing those who disagree with me, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. I'm allowed to believe in just crazy things, but they yeah. of course are not lazy in their search for truth. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly unbelievable. That actually unbelievable. made it onto salon.com. How I nobody mean, said nobody said dude. Are you stupid? <laughs> Cuz they all are apparently. Apparently. That's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, um Last week, we heard that a VPN had been breached. Hackers compromised the very thing that Wi-Fi users were relying on to keep them in, you know, private. Yeah, I kind of have to hand it to the cyber criminals. Uh, they're kind of good at uh, what they do. Of course, they're at it 24-7, and we're not. There is a VPN that you can choose that comes from a trusted leader in consumer cybersecurity, and it is Norton VPN. It uses bank-grade encryption to help block hackers from stealing the information you might send and receive over Wi-Fi. This is very important for me because I am buying all my styrofoam now on the black market. Oh, uh, yeah, geez, you, don't wanna be, you don't want to be traced. Oh, man. I shouldn't have said that out loud. Well, at least we're not on the radio. It's uh, part of the multiple layers. Oh, crap. I am on the radio. And Salon listens. In uh, 10 years from now, they're going to go and report this. That's right. It includes Norton Secure VPN, device security, a password manager, and so much more. So don't risk compromising your online privacy with the wrong VPN. Get a VPN that's all part of an all-in-one protection that you need for the connected world. It's Norton 360. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 is a powerful ally for your uh, cyber safety. So sign up today. Save up to 50% off Norton 360 at Norton.com slash back. That's 50% off Norton 360 at Norton.com slash back. We break for 10 seconds. Well, Warner Media executives have caused some consternation among CNN employees with their decision to hire actor Morgan Freeman to narrate a presentation to its investors. Warner Media is CNN's parent company. Employees from both organizations attended a presentation to Warner Media investors on Tuesday of last week, and the presentation opened with a video narrated by Morgan Freeman. The company's decision to hire Freeman for the gig comes after several CNN reporters wrote a 2018 article about eight women who alleged the 82-year-old actor had harassed them or engaged in inappropriate conduct. 
It's disgusting, said one CNN employee. Some of us were scratching our heads in shock, wondering how something like this could ever happen. Right. Somebody who's been accused is actually still being hired by people. Of all the millions of people they could have hired, why him? You know what? They could have had Freddie, the guy that bags groceries. Uh, He could have done it. And something else about CNN that you should think about (laughs) investing. Out of all the millions of people that can read and speak that aren't Morgan Morgan Freeman. I mean, how could something like this happen? No CNN employees agreed to speak on the record. Hmm. The bravery of those poor souls. (laughs) Bravery. I did not create an unsafe work environment. I did not assault women. I did not offer employment or advancement in exchange for sex. Any suggestion that I did so is completely false, said Freeman. And Joe the bagger said, Would you like paper or plastic? Wow. You gotta love it though when liberals eat their own. There's another example of the world they've created mm-hmm. coming back to bite them. Right, and you know what? Morgan Freeman said he didn't do it. There, uh-huh. he hasn't been adjudicated as as no. guilty of anything. There's, there's not been any due process. No, for him. it's just accusations. Should you destroy somebody just on accusations? The left says yes. CNN says yes. Time Warner is okay with it. But they don't actually mean it. When it comes to them, they don't mean it. Few of the employees do, though. I say, get the torches. Let's get the witches. <laughs> uh, I mean, if if you're going to stop everybody who's been accused from having any further job in this in this country. It'll be you and me. It's just us. It's just us. <laughs> it's just us. Police in Nebraska are searching for a man who allegedly tried to open an account last week. What was the problem? Well, he went into the uh, Lincoln branch. He strolled in around 930 in the morning. And he he put his deposit on the ledge and said, I'd, I'd like to... I'd like to uh, uh, deposit this in a new account. And the, the teller said, um, this is not real. And he said, yes, it is. I'm telling you it is. And I want to open an account. She said, it's, they, it's not real. How do you know it's not real? It's real. I have it. Because we don't, the U.S. doesn't make a million-dollar bill. <laughs> and uh, when she said, I'll go get a manager... He turned around and walked out with his million with dollars. With his real million dollar bill? His real huh. million dollar bill. They're trying to identify the man uh, because the government would like to perform what they call a welfare check and uh, determine whether or not he had been a victim of a crime. Wink. Wink. <laughs> We're here to help. We're from the government, and we're here to help. If you've been given a million-dollar bill, come to this conference on Super Bowl Sunday. And we'll help you get three square meals a day. Have a nice little bunk area That's right. sleep in. You're going to be room and board for a long time. We're going to help you.
All right. The um, National Forest, the Wizard Rock, went missing. Somebody stole a one-ton, very famous rock from the desert. An update on that coming up. program you know i'm kind of picky about the chair i sit in because it's an instrument of my trade it's an instrument of my trade you know you would say that this thing the microphone is nah sitting this big old butt down into a chair that requires that requires some real american ingenuity uh to be able to do that comfortably every day and that's why i found my comfort with the x chair and their patented dynamic variable lumbar support. Yeah, sure. Some around you, you know, probably not you, but some around you might say they need a, a great chair, but perhaps it's a it's a tool of your trade as well. You're a professional chair sitter. And if that's you, you need the X chair. X chair is on sale now for $100 off. Just go to xchairbeck.com. It has like 10 different settings to make it just absolutely perfect and customized to you. You're going to love it. Just try it out for 30 days or money back. xchairbeck.com. That's xchairbeck.com. Check it out now. $100 off xchairbeck.com. Glenn breaks down the media's disinformation on Ukraine. Democracy does die in darkness. Check it out on Blaze TV or YouTube anytime. Welcome to the uh, program. A couple of uh, news items here. Uh, The one-ton landmark from Prescott National Forest, known as the Wizard Rock, popular landmark, described as, quote, a beautiful black boulder with white granite running through it, has been missing now. Uh, The U.S. Forest Service said that they believe someone using possibly heavy equipment removed the boulder. (laughs) Okay, it's 2,000 pounds. It it probably is possible heavy equipment was used. Possible. Possible. Very light, maybe like a little wheelbarrow. Maybe. Light equipment. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate when we lose such a treasure as the Wizard Rock. Uh, says the district ranger for uh, uh, Bradshaw Ranger District, uh, our hope that it will be returned to us and these recent occurring, uh, reoccurring events will become an educational opportunity. Wizard Rock is often admired by the public for its beauty. Taking minerals from a national forest is illegal without a valid permit, but Wizard Rock is hardly the first gigantic rock to be taken from federal land in 2009. An 80-pound heart-shaped rock was taken from Granite Mountain Wilderness, and uh, then it uh, was returned. More recently, two boulders weighing 750 to 2,000 pounds were removed as well at separate incidences. Now, I have heard this morning news on the Wizard Rock, 
that it has uh, mysteriously reappeared Hmm. at the National uh, Forest. Uh, I'm not sure if heavy equipment was used or the possibility of the wizard rock just making itself disappear (laughs) and reappear (laughs) as it is a wizard Wizard rock. One more story before we get to our communist update. Um, Utah woman charged with falsely reporting her husband murdered her. Utah woman facing two criminal charges after she claimed her husband had shot and killed her. A woman, uh, Rebecca Nielsen, Bluffdale, Utah, charged with one count of criminal mischief and emergency reporting of abuse, a third-degree felony. Now, somebody else who knows Nielsen and her husband received a text on uh, June 25th from uh, Nielsen's husband's phone saying he had shot his wife and he didn't know what to do. The woman said, are you serious? She received more texts from the man's phone confirming, yes, it's not a joke. She's not breathing and she is dead. Help me. Well, the other woman decided to call 911 and report the killing. Multiple agents respond to the couple's residence. Several announcements were made asking for the man to exit the residence. Eventually, uh, kind of a sleepy Nielsen came out of the house. Um, Well, actually, it wasn't the house. It was the motorhome parked on the property. The wife eventually came out of the house. Court documents state the man seemed confused and sleepy. Man told uh, told him that he had been talking to his friend on the phone when his wife started yelling at him. Apparently, she took his phone away and then broke his laptop computer screen. After the argument, the man went to sleep in the RV. During the interview with police, the woman admitted sending the text messages to the other woman from her husband's phone. She claimed he was cheating on her, and she wanted to know if the woman would be an accomplice in covering up her murder. <laughs> That's a good plan. That's a it's, really... Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing they're not the sharpest uh, <laughs> knives in the, uh, in the bowl. <laughs> Comrades! It's time for our communist uh, update, and boy, comrades, we have made some real progress here. Seattle public schools are now uh, trying to get rid of the frustration in math. A lot of kids are are very frustrated with math, and the teachers now say that's because capitalism has used math as an oppressive tool. Uh, It is math has a, a litany of serious crimes, imperialism, dehumanization, and oppress, oppression of marginalized persons. And the district has uh, proposed a new curriculum that would focus on the power and oppression of math, <laughs> the history of resistance and liberation of math. Hmm. Uh, now, the curriculum isn't mandatory, Uh, But it provides resources for teachers who would like to introduce the ethnic studies into the classroom vis-a-vis math. Um, Apparently, there's no district-wide or mandated math ethnic studies curriculum. Um, However, the units 
have been created by representatives of local community organizations. So there's no experimentation going on here. Uh, Robert Berry, the president of the National Council of Teachers of Mathematics, says Seattle is really on the forefront of this. What they're doing follows the line of work that we hope we can move forward as we think about the history of math and who contributes to that. Also deepening the students' connection with identity and agency that math provides. The young people uh, who are going to learn real math, um, you know, those, those will be the ones that are really successful, the public school kids uh, that are going to be in these uh, schools are going to get dumber and dumber and uh, you know as bridges start to fall down I guess maybe we'll start picking up math again Uh, what does it mean to decode mathematical beauty or identify the development of mathematics that has been erased from learning in school well the guidance says it will rehumanize mathematics how are you going to rehumanize? It's not human. It's it's their numbers. I don't. Here's verbatim from the proposal. Students will be identify the inherent inequities of the standardized testing system used to oppress and marginalize people in communities of color. They'll also be able to explain how math has been used to exploit natural resources and explain how math dictates economic oppression. Um, they. Um, they're very concerned about this. Uh, they're going to they're going to reject any of the standardized testing because uh, of the inequity uh, the um, inequity involved in this, and uh, they will prove those facts, not mathematically, or probably historically, but they will prove those facts to a bunch of kids who don't know any better and then never will. Maybe with identity politics, maybe that's what they'll replace uh, math. That'll that'll help. Yeah, no, that'll yeah, really then, help. Yes, no, that'll be that'll yeah. be fantastic. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, oh, another another one, another update, comrade. <laughs> this is uh, the effort to suppress speech and science that's working really well right now, especially in Great Britain. A birth coach has been ostracized by her professional organization. A birth coach. A birth coach. Somebody who is coaching you during birth. During birth. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, A transgender activist branded her offensive after she made a Facebook post in which she said, get this, only women can have babies. No. Yeah. No. That's what she said. No, that's not true. That's what she said. Lindsay McCarthy Calvert, 45, forced to stand down as spokesperson for Doula UK and has since uh, been released altogether from Holy the national God. organization. Does she not know? Is. You know, it's time to come My clean on gosh. where Stu is right now. So uh-huh. we've been saying that Stu is in Disneyland, but he's been popping babies out of his pee-pee for a week. <laughs> and uh, and <laughs> it's, it's time to expose it's that. It's time to expose it. Yeah. <laughs> Popping Men. babies out of that his pee pee. Yeah. That's beautifully put. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank very you. Very nice. All right. Well, <laughs> sorry, Stu. I had to tell the truth. <laughs> and it hurts. It right? It hurts. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's gosh. excruciating. <laughs> have you ever had? Have no, you ever, I haven't. Not, yeah, no, ten, I haven't. 10 pound baby out of your pee pee is wow. Painful. Mm.
Anyway, uh-huh. to save wear and tear on his car, Paul rides his bicycle six days a week. His errands filled days, post office, grocery store, laundromat, library, all of it. He loves to ride his bike. It keeps him healthy, keeps him active. You know, he, he didn't like the pain that came along with it. When it started, it was just knee pain, just a little at first, and then shooting down his legs, and then it was nearly constant. Pretty soon, Paul was looking to have to use his car all the time instead of just one day a week. Then he heard about Relief Factor. Within a few weeks, Paul was back to his old self, and you can find him riding around town today doing those errands. When taken properly, Relief Factor attacks the inflammation that causes much of our pain, and it works for 70% of the people who take it. It only costs nineteen ninety-five to start with their three-week quick start. Now, if you want a drug-free, natural way to ease your pain and get your life back like Paul did, just try Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. You're listening to Glenn Beck. president is telling Fox News to get better pollsters because the mm. poll that just came out does not look good for the uh, president, according to Fox News. Uh, also, the CNN poll and the MSNBC poll and I think the uh, uh, NBC poll also yeah. didn't look good. Microsoft, too. The MSN poll, yeah. also bad. But it's most surprising with Fox because they show 49% of the people they polled want him removed from office, not just impeached, but convicted in the Senate. Okay, so, it's hard to believe. You know, just vote him out. Yeah, right. I mean, I know. you can't use the impeachment process as a political tool. Which is what they're doing. Right. Just vote him out. You, you're yeah. you're going to be able to vote him out in, in 12 months. You're foolish, I think, because who are you going to have come in? Some other things that the president's, you know, not happy about and seem really hard for me to believe. His approval rating in the Fox poll, 42 percent um, and 57 percent. Disapproved, so he's 15 percentage points underwater there. Uh, then it shows Biden beating him 51 39 by 12 points, Warren beating him 46 41, Sanders wins a head to head matchup 49 41, and even worse, he loses to Hillary supposedly 43 to 41. She's not even in the race. I don't believe it. I don't either. I don't know what they're doing, I don't know who they're polling. If it's just if they're not looking for likely voters. Maybe they're just looking for or maybe anybody registered. Maybe people are saying that at this point um, to mislead. No, or I don't know, or to send a message of their frustration, but it's not real. I mean, it's, here's the problem: when you when you look at those saying, you know, I want Trump removed. Okay, that's that's one thing. That's your political frustration, perhaps mm-hmm. coming out. You know, you could even be a Trump supporter and be like, I would like to send a message to the president. Stop it. Stop the stupid tweets and everything else. Just get to mm-hmm. get to business. Um, but this, when you're looking at Hillary Clinton. Beating him? Beating him? No way. You're looking at Bernie Sanders beating him? I no, can't believe I it. I don't believe it. Or I Elizabeth Warren. It. Or for that matter, Biden. I, I don't think there's a strong enough candidate in the Democrat Party. To beat, to beat the president. I don't think so either. Nancy Pelosi. Now, to put this poll together with this, Nancy Pelosi 
is worried about the 2020 candidates, that they're on the right track. What works, I'm quoting here, what works in San Francisco does not necessarily work in Michigan. What works in Michigan works in San Francisco, uh, talking about workers' rights and sharing prosperity. Remember November, she said. We must win the Electoral College. Now, she said she wasn't talking about anybody specifically, but she is talking about, you know, all of the the leftists, the socialists. Yeah, Yeah. you got to be talking about Sanders and Warren. Uh, That's amazing for her to say that. That's an admission that the party is Is skewing way left. Is in trouble. So how do you how do you put those two things together? Bernie Sanders beating the, Trump? Trump? I, can't, I don't I can't believe, believe that. It. Yeah, I don't either. And by eight points, wouldn't even be close. Supposedly, <laughs> no. There's, you know, and you, I, I hate to. It seems like you're just burying your head in the sand when you deny the polls. Because if the polls were the reverse of this, I'd probably believe it. But uh, I. I I don't know. It just there is a feeling that he doesn't lose to any of these buffoons. Well, we're not the only ones that have it. Nancy Pelosi has it as well. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The left knows this, not the left. The Democrats know this as well. So either we're all living in old fogey days and the world truly has changed much more than we thought it has uh to where you will you will cut off your nose to spite your face. You'll cut off Donald Trump because you don't like him, but you're going to end up with a socialist. Yeah. I mean, I... I hope we're not to that point because... Well, yeah, I don't know if there's any recovering from a, a socialist lot, as president. No, there's not. Uh, Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, I don't think there is And can you imagine if they hold on to the House, regain the Senate, and get the presidency? Then I think we're just... We're pretty toasted at that point. Yeah, if you don't have, if we, even if we only have the Senate, I think they'll try to cut that off at its knees. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll they'll take that and say it's a do nothing Senate. Uh, the economy will naturally tank, and they'll say we got to get rid of this do nothing Senate that's blocking everything that we are trying to do to help the people. And you'll have socialism that you'll never get out of. By the way, have you seen the new Jack Ryan? I have not. Okay, did you watch? It looked the, like a. Uh, like an interesting uh, season, though. I, I watched the first one. Okay, so it was in Venezuela, right? Mm, yeah, it's in Venezuela. This the, new the, one the is. The new one is. Yeah, the yeah, new, the one, new is. one is. Yeah. So I saw it last night, and I was like, oh, the new Jack Ryan. I got to put that on my watch list. Uh, Jason came in and said they have made Venezuela the victim of far-right politics, and it is the socialists that are coming in to try to free the people. Oh, my gosh. If that's true. Oh, my gosh. If that's true. I won't be, I won't be watching it. Yeah. Stop watching that. That is, that's absolute revisionist insanity. Insanity.